0: What's up boys and girls and welcome to the what is it? 4th edition of the Chili Con Queso podcast. This week we're going to go back and talk about E3 and all the fun stuff that happened including but not limited to the Xbox One Slim, that New Legend of Zelda, and of course God of War 4 or God of War something. I forgot the number now. But anyways, now, your hosts, Roly Gutierrez, John Kegley, Eric Kegley, and not in the studio this week, but always in our hearts, our boy, Carlos Pineda. Without further ado, let's begin. Alright, what's up guys? Uh, We're here live with Eric Kegley, John Kegley, myself, Roly Gutierrez, and we're missing out with our homeboy, Carlos Pineda. Um, So this week, we're going to focus more on talking about E3, which just passed. Obviously, we didn't get an invite to the event, but it's no biggie. There's enough information out there for us to talk about what we liked and disliked. But before we get into that, we're going to start talking about the main premise of what we normally focus on, which is comics. And... The one thing that we've all been into, you know, this past few weeks has been DC's rebirth and the series that they're focusing on. And we're just going to jump into what our favorite ones or favorite titles so far and ones that we think, you know, maybe in the long run might be better ones we don't like and things of that nature. So, Eric, drop what you've been reading and what you think is the best out there right now in your opinion as far as that's going on.
1: So I've pretty much read everything uh, that Rebirth has put out. Uh, um, right now, my favorites are Green Arrow, uh, Batman, the the Tom King run. I mean, I have good hopes, like high hopes for uh, for Tom King. I think he's gonna do really well, especially after Scott Snyder, um, and. Uh, detective comics I surprisingly was really good. I liked the where Batwoman is actually taking charge of the team and everything and you see that military um, like uh, aspect of her like uh, leadership qualities and everything and uh, the other one that I'm interested in seeing where it goes is uh, the green Lanterns. Uh, I like that buddy cop thing, but you know I'm, I'm not 100% sure about Red Dawn.
0: Yeah, I do agree. Uh, Green Arrow has been pretty tight. It's, you know, obviously, like we always complain about the TV show leaving a sour taste in our mouth. So this is definitely what we've really been wanting to see or read. And, yeah, the Green Lanterns with the buddy cop thing going on and how the two of them are faking that they like each other working with each other for the sake of Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns. But you get to see the thought process behind the scenes on how they truly feel, which obviously adds a little kick to it. Now, John, what is your favorite title so far for DC Rebirth? Uh, I'm assuming Green Arrow is going to be one of them because that's a fan favorite for all of us, but... What other ones do you like specifically that haven't been mentioned by Eric, and, you know, what are your hopes for the future of this line and yeah, whatnot? Like what
2: you stated, uh, Green Arrow is probably my favorite because it's like a breath of fresh air seeing a smart-ass Oliver Queen. But, uh, yeah, The Flash, Rebirth, and Titans are probably one of my favorites, along with uh, Green Lantern. I'm ex- really excited to see the future of uh, Titans because Nightwing, is, you guys know, is my favorite superhero. So... I want to see more of him, along with Wally West and all those uh, young heroes. So it's I'm excited to see what's coming up
0: now. See Titans, I liked it, but then I certain elements I didn't like about how like you know instantaneously Wally just touched everybody. The mirror uh, their uh, memories came back, and then they're all like buddy buddy again. You know, I felt like that was rushed. Um,
1: I feel like you didn't like that last line in the uh, in the actual uh, book that uh, it was saying like. Uh, We'll always be friends kind of like it was like very like uh, cliche. I
0: mean, I had no issues with that if it would have come like maybe on the second issue, third issue. But it just I mean, unless they have some crazy over, you know, like story arc coming up that this needed to be rushed. I felt like they could have played that out over a few issues that maybe it was a little too soon. That's why I like uh, Green Lanterns, because it's not really rushing into things. It's just kind of leaving you like, okay, what the hell's going on here? It's building up a slow story arc, which I do like that. And even The Flash is going that route as well, you know. But Titans, I guess you, they they have something bigger in store for us. So maybe that's why they just rushed into that.
1: Yeah, I think Wally West has a, a bigger story that we're just uh... – bound to see i don't know when it'll happen uh yeah i was gonna say like wally i think is gonna
2: be one of the most important uh pieces to the whole rebirth story because i mean look at the flash and the entire dc universe rebirth comic i mean he's like the main focal point there you go so i'm excited to see what's coming up with him
0: and now one of them that i i don't know if where the story arc's going i don't know if i'm excited or i'm just like forcing myself to like it it's aquaman
2: aquaman i liked wonder woman i didn't like
0: see wonder woman i liked i always liked her stories especially after the uh fuck who was the one that was writing it before and then the new 52 i like the way we we're headed with that story obviously it's not the same thing everybody's it got it wonder this woman what's that
1: you're talking about wonder woman wonder woman yeah what, what, wasn't that greg ruck uh, as well
0: it might have been I just know the artist I think is uh Cliff Chiang who does Paper Girls. Um but yeah, she's got the same memory lapse thing going on. Um I know she's got that story with her sister from that was in what Justice League, you know, the that story arc with Apocalypse, uh taking over Apocalypse and uh with Dark Side and the Resurrection via baby. But I don't know, man. That's one that I really dig. Superman surprised me a lot. You know, I I'm I'm a Superman hater, but I like action comics and the last two Superman issues were pretty good. Pretty uh like what the fuck is going on, but it was really good.
1: And the way he was shaving. Yeah, I like the <laughs> shaving
0: with the laser eyes to the mirror. It's very precise. It's
2: I wish I wish Superman kept a beard. I, I like bearded Superman, but whatever shit happens.
0: Yeah, that was kinda cool. <laughs> Yeah, I dig, I dig, uh, the change. But then again, you know, he's got to keep that classic, uh, 1930s American hero look with the clean ship and face and whatnot.
2: Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, this uh, Superman, the first, the Action Comics, and then the Superman. I think there was two that released a few weeks ago. Those were okay to me. But this last Superman issue, like the first on the running issue, I, I, the, I liked it a lot. It was pretty, uh, a pretty good story. I like where they're headed.
1: I'm not 100% sure uh, I'm going to stick with the uh, Superman stuff, the action comics either. Uh, it just seems like too all over the place. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'll read it, but uh, it's not one of the ones that I'm definitely going to keep uh, buying. Um, one thing that I also did pick up this week was the Dark Knight Returns The Last Crusade. I know John and I have both read it and... Uh, I thought it was amazing. I love, uh, the, um, the personality that they're giving like Bruce Wayne and, and like, you're actually seeing, um, how, like how he, uh, looks at being Batman and everything and, uh, how it affects Jason and, you know, it, it involves Jason. Yeah. It's
2: pretty cool to see like Batman's thoughts going into it. Um, into every uh battle and night watch that him and Robin do, so it's pretty cool and to see like a banged up Bruce and you know see him complaining about how much he gets hurt and how human he really is because he can actually get hurt under, uh, unlike Superman and all that stuff. So it's pretty uh pretty cool to see.
1: Kind of sounded like Danny Glover and uh, Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for the shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now. Batman, back to that man. That's that's one that I've been enjoying a lot. Obviously, it's not far in, but I like the way the uh, last issue ended. Obviously, we've already been dropping spoilers, so here they go. Um, plane going down. Uh, you, you see the passengers bitching and moaning about, oh man, if we were just going down to Metropolis, Superman would have saved us or so-and-so. No, but we got stuck with the Batman, some guy just fucking spazzing out and shit, but it just shows you the, the dark nature of that city and look just the effects that it has on people. And then Batman saved the day and then he thought he was going to die. And there wasn't like cheesy or cliche the way that he was basically telling Alfred Hey man, you know, here's the passcode to this locker. Uh, give, uh, what's the name of the kid? Duke, you know, send him to, to Nightwing for training. You know, that's a great teacher. John would love to, John, you know, I know he got a kick out of that shit because he fucking goes gaga over Nightwing.
2: Yeah, that put a smile over my face. Yeah.
0: And um, I mean, I thought the, the way it ended was dope. You know, you got Gotham and Gotham girl popping up, but then. I'm reading already, I don't know if this is for, you know, they're scared about what's coming up, and they need to keep fans in, or maybe they're just doing it to get more hype, you know, hype train going on, but DC's already revealed that their first crossover is going to be during Batman number 7, and it's called, um, let me see, Uh, Batman Night of the Monster Man. Yeah, it has Nightwing, it crosses over with Nightwing, Detective Comics, Batman, and also, I think, Maybe action comics. I could be wrong. I did overhear that. But it might be detective comics. And I just read a false report earlier. Uh, it's like a B-movie type horror thing going on. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Maybe on some... That's pretty cool. I'm just thinking of Hellboy. Especially the way the artwork works. It looks like. Alright, so... Let's move on to some of the video right, game so shit that we caught three. in E3. Yeah, man. Obviously, E3 is a huge thing. Big deal. E3. And, um, well, one of the things that we're geeking out over is the, uh, the new reveal for the Xbox one S from Microsoft, um, a slimmer, smaller, more powerful Xbox one than we've had in the past few years. I know a lot of few people out there are kind of pissed that they purchased the Xbox one and now they got this one coming out.
2: Yeah. The Xbox one that I have is fucking the size of my house. So now they got this new, uh slim one coming out i'm a little jealous
0: well i know you've had your xbox one for a while so it's gotta, not it's not like you just bought one recently and then yeah yeah like eric did <laughs> i mean i bought mine what uh early february of this year no maybe last year
2: yeah i think i got mine the night it came out so i've had yeah. i've been a day one man i got mine uh when division came out which that was such a letdown um, new xbox it says to have uh 2 terabytes with uh, 4K video and all all that uh, high dynamic range stuff. So any of those people that care for the uh, graphics and all that shit, the Xbox One might be the way to go. Or the the Xbox One S, my bad.
0: Now, it'd be nice if they up the games that have already come out and on this new GPU and whatnot, but I don't think that's going to happen unless the game discs have that information already encoded on there from previous releases. So maybe we'll just look forward to new stuff that's gonna have these uh, upgraded and updated graphics. But, I mean, shit, I'm looking forward to getting one myself, man. I mean, I've always been a fan of the smaller units, consoles that come out and whatnot. PS Slim, when it first came out, I got one of those, and I just, as they come out, it's just, it's a great way to waste money, man, you know? So the next thing that we got is uh, from E3 is the Spider-Man PS4 exclusive. You got a redesign on the suit, and the uh, gameplay looks pretty interesting, man. What do you guys think about it? Yeah,
2: I think uh, the game looks fucking amazing. I'm, I've, I've been waiting for a really good Spider-Man game since like Spider-Man 2 from the old movies of Tobey Maguire. So yeah, this is uh, gonna hype me up. I don't even ha- own a PS4, and I'm gonna have to buy one for this fucking game. But yeah. it looks, I really, totally agree. Yeah, it looks yeah. really good. The the white uh chest symbol, uh the spider on his chest. That shit looks fucking great. I'm so excited, especially to see how nice the city looks. It looks so real. I'm, this is going to be a good game. Now,
0: this game is made by Insomniac Games, so I have faith in it. Um, You know, they haven't let me down so far on the previous PS4 games that I've played. But, um, you know, some people have issues with Ratchet and Clank. I've always been a huge fan of them. So, I don't know, man. And this, just the momentum of this game and the move sets that Spider-Man has, it's kind of like spider-man's big day and his arkham knight-esque sort of game you know what i mean like he's finally got a game to do him justice so i don't know what do you think eric
1: well i mean i was a big fan of the other spider-man games i think that this one being as it's uh kind of got that arkham vibe to it like uh with the uh the different fighting skills and everything i think that it could be real good and i hope that there's um an expansive um, environment, like uh, like hopefully it's sandbox like the other games, so that way I, we could actually swing around New York City. I don't I don't want just like a, a linear game. Okay,
0: um, next game on the menu, Injustice Two. Man, we're all fucking freaking out for this game. Uh, we've been waiting for a sequel for a minute. We uh talked about it being rumored last podcast, and now it's official. It's been revealed with some gameplay elements. So. Let's jump into that, man. Eric, you know, tell me what you think about the game and the characters you've seen so far in the trailer.
1: Well, first off, that trailer was amazing. I don't care what The Verge says. Uh, there was one article that I read that was uh, comparing it to Batman v Superman saying that even their games are dark. Like, come on. It's It was Injustice. Injustice was dark as it is. Um, but anyways, I mean, I watched the gameplay um I think I watched like 10 minutes of gameplay uh, online and there was this unique gear system that I've never seen in a fighting game. Um, I'm not a big fighting game person, but um, like I said, they didn't have this in the first game and uh, it's, you would go through a match and then at the end of the match, like you'll have a loot drop and you'll have loot for that character and you might even have something for another character that, that you're working on. So, I mean, you just have uh, a lot of ways to power up your, your characters and your whole roster of, uh, of, uh, villains and heroes and, and whatnot. Um, it's very RPG like.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited for this game to see all that armor that they uh, put on in the teaser trailer with Batman. Superman and his earmuffs. Yeah, well, I'm pretty like people were talking shit like, why does Superman need armor? I'm like, well, dude, he's fighting most of the Justice League. You know what I mean? Like they know his weaknesses. So we don't even know
0: what the story is about. We're just assuming that it's a continuation of that first game with the bad Superman. So who knows?
2: Yeah, I'm just talking about from the teaser though because I think it was him fighting Batman or whatever the hell it was. But yeah, to see all that armor, that the flash well, to
0: draw in fans.
1: Well, so and yeah. then, <laughs> you know, another thing that uh, there's been rumors that there's going to be a Dr. Fate and um, I think Captain Cold. Uh, people, th- there was a picture of somebody wearing a t-shirt for Injustice 2 and it has Dr. Fate's helmet for sure. I know that one. And then there was a gun that people are saying is Captain Cold's gun. But we'll see what happens. Uh, 2017 is when it comes out. So. Well, we
0: saw Gorilla Grodd, Atrocitus, Supergirl, uh, Black Manta. So, yeah, Dr. Fate and Captain Cold would be a nice addition.
1: Those are the characters uh, we've seen so far. So
0: yeah. All right. So another game that we saw that we all um, thought was pretty badass and a nice change of pace from all the originals is Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's a game that is open world from the start, and it has a Skyrim-like feel. Um, they were saying on, on some videos for the game that when you start the game off, you could just go directly to the end boss and beat them and game over. Like That's how open world it is, but I don't know if you're going to survive, but the fact that this game is just based upon, hey, do whatever you want, and the decisions are all up to you on how you play this game i think it's a pretty interesting approach for a zelda game which has always been pretty linear from the start
1: well i mean legend of zelda is is an iconic game and i've been a fan since shoot since nintendo um
0: which nintendo
1: nes nes (laughs) but uh you know like I'm I'm unbelievably excited. It's definitely gonna make me get the system. I haven't gotten a Nintendo system since Nintendo GameCube, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see uh, this open-world Legend of Zelda game. And like you said, there's so many ways you can go. It's it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited for this game. I grew up playing uh, Zelda, all the. Game Boy games and Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. And my probably personal favorite is uh, uh, Wind Waker of the GameCube. So to see an open world game like this, it looks fucking amazing.
0: Well, aside from the fact that you both said the same thing. Um, I just said it quicker. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks. let me let me tell you something. Uh, what I did see from the videos that I did like, of course, is uh, this game's HUD design is a whole lot different than the other ones uh, less cluttered very minimalistic um, i don't know if you guys noticed but i thought it was cool how the arrow and bomb count is displayed on the actual reticle that you're aiming with so that's a nice way to, uh, yeah, I to that. harness space on the screen uh, save space and have more for the actual visuals of the game and i did see some crazy stuff in the videos where like a uh, link through uh, I think it was like a torch at two monsters that were holding wooden clubs, and he was trying to intently like light them on fire. He missed. He got their clubs on fire, and then they both ran up next to each other, and both of their clubs were on fire. So now Link is fucked because he's got to run away from two flaming clubs. Game looks deep, man. I'm digging it. So let's see. Uh, I think that's coming out maybe 2017. I'm not sure, but... Either or, 2016, 2017 will be a great thing. It'll be a great uh, move forward for Nintendo, who's been kind of slacking as of late.
2: Is it releasing on on the Wii U, or is there a a new console out that I have no idea I've heard
0: of a new console, but I think that's a Wii U game. It's
1: launching for both the Wii U and NX, and it'll be sometime next year. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to have to purchase a Wii U or that other
2: console because I had a Wii U for a few days, but it looks like I'm going to have to get another one. Yeah, I've had one
0: for a while, but I haven't really touched it after my son broke Super Smash Brothers, but we're not going to scold the children on this podcast, just John. Um, next game up that we all are kind of digging, or at least I know Eric and me are digging, I don't know about John, is uh, Detroit becoming? Oh, Detroit Become Human from the makers of Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy. Uh, this game's touching upon a lot of things that might be within store in our future, which is uh, having fully self-aware AI units who start developing feelings like humans and just trying to blend in with society. It's like a starts off like a more early stage, subtle approach to the Terminator franchise, I would suppose, you know, or what Google may do one day. But <laughs> what do you think, Eric?
1: I mean, I w- when I saw that trailer, I was geeking out so bad man like I I just uh it felt like um I was comparing it to the Animatrix a little bit and I, I mean the Animatrix and the whole Matrix wasn't perfect but uh I liked how um AI is like uh acting against humans and everything and I mean I think that's eventually what will happen, but I digress.
0: Yeah, and the the game has a lot of uh, very quick choices you have to make on the spot, you know, there's a situation that they showed in the trailer where it was, uh, this guy is AI on top of a building and he's holding a girl hostage, little girl. And, uh, there's so many different outcomes to what you can do and accomplish within the game. But your time is very limited as if you had to react, like if it was real life and it's almost like a puzzle, but actiony at the same time, there's so many different, uh, genre blends in this game makes it very, I guess like real life, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, watching that girl hanging over the ledge, uh, by that, uh, cyborg or Android, um, as Connor is trying to, um, talk him down from whatever he's doing. Uh, it felt a lot like heavy rain in that aspect. Like the, the beginning of heavy rain, uh, where the, the father loses, uh, Sean, I think is the name. Um, and you see like the red balloon and the or the red shirts and it was just uh it was a crazy scene and i remember it stuck with me uh forever
0: yeah it's got an artistic presentation aside from just being straight up action you know it's very
1: emotional too
0: yeah um that game has no release date as of yet but Let's see. You know, I don't want them to rush it. I'd rather some quality gameplay and not something just to meet a deadline or the hype. You know, they'll, they'll bring it back, obviously, as, as long as this game gets finished.
2: I, I, I didn't even know that the people that made Heavy Rain were making this game. So now I'm pretty excited for
0: it. Well, you got to stay in the loop, bro. You got to yeah, pay attention to us. Heavy Rain, bro. That was a good game. Yeah, it is. It was pretty crazy. Um. All right. Next up, we got another game that we're into.
1: God of War. I'm unbelievably excited to see Kratos is back, but this isn't the Kratos that we got uh, in in the previous games. This isn't the Greek Kratos. This is a Norse mythology Kratos, uh, and then with a the soundtrack with uh, by Bear McReary you know, from uh, Battlestar Galactica, Walking Dead. I mean. This game just has so many things going for it already.
0: Well, it's the same Kratos, he just moved. Well, I'm You're making it seem like it's some new Kratos. Well,
1: it's <laughs> Kratos. Yeah,
2: I thought it was like a reboot for a second. No, no,
1: it's no reboot. It's uh it's the same Kratos. It's just uh now he's in like Norse mythology. Uh
0: The only thing that's changed, though, is the voice. It's no longer T.C. Carson. It's uh, Christopher Judge, who I don't know if you're familiar. He's the big uh, alien guy with the gold medallion on his head from Stargate SG-1. I don't recognize the voice. Yeah, that's him, man. So, I mean, he shit from what I heard in the trailer. He's still carrying that spirit, man. The gameplay is pretty dope. It has... You controlling Kratos' son as well, and it rewards you with certain point boosts, you know, to your stats and whatnot that I guess will affect gameplay in the future as you progress in the game. And it's pretty cool as far as, like, archery and uh, tracking skills and exploration skills and things of that nature. So it's it's pretty cool the way they're uh, switching the game up from just a hack and slash style game to yeah, this. Definitely
1: yeah, an definitely an interesting take. On to our next game... Uh, You know, we've got um, Watch Dogs 2 that's coming out. Uh, Well, at least we saw the first footage of Watch Dogs 2. We saw the gameplay and the actual trailer. Um, You know, Watch Dogs 2 seems like a uh, much better game than the first one. I mean, I loved the first game. There was a lot of great aspects of it. Uh, the driving and like it changing works. the
0: traffic lights, making people crash yeah, as you're being all, chased.
1: Yeah, those are all Roly's favorites.
0: I just like all the degenerate Roley's racing Roley. shit.
1: <laughs> but you know, you've got, uh, like we're not with the same character, Aiden Pierce, anymore. It's now, uh, Marcus Holloway. Um, and he is a totally different character than, uh, then Aiden Pierce um, seems like an actual hacker for once, um, compared to Aiden. But you know, what do I know?
0: The only thing I really I, I didn't really get to see much gameplay, but I did obviously enjoy, and I played the hell out of it out of that one trailer with the music and the crazy pixel uh, graphics in the background.
2: Yeah, the crazy Watch Dogs Two music video or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, it was jamming, man. Yeah, that shit was pretty dope.
0: It's busting a move in my chair, man.
2: I never beat Watch Dogs 1, so... Neither did I. I think I might have to get back on it just to beat it so I know the uh, what happens in the story. That way I can enjoy Watch Dogs 2 a lot more and appreciate it for what it is.
0: Alright, so another game that we saw that we thought was pretty damn cool is Battlefield 1. At first I was uh, making fun of John, saying he's just one of those guys that goes on the hype train. And then I saw some gameplay footage and the actual trailer. and. I must say the graphics are pretty damn amazing, and it made me more interested in World War I. Cause, Welcome aboard
2: the train, bro. Hey,
0: man, I'm glad to be a part of the family, man. You know what I'm saying? The hype train has room for one more passenger.
2: Yeah, man, this is a game that I'm extremely excited for. Um, The last Battlefield that released, Battlefield Hardline, or whatever it was called, um, that game was pretty... Whack, in my opinion, I, I, pretty assy. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed like Battlefield two, three, four, um, a lot more. So, but to see them take on a different type of uh, game style with World War One instead of like now that takes place in the present time, it's pretty exciting to see. And uh, all the planes, the old style planes, and the old guns that they used back in the day, this shit looks fucking awesome. Yeah, man.
0: Um, how's the multiplayer for that game? I haven't seen any. Any footage of it?
2: Well, they were playing a little bit of the multiplayer in the gameplay. Um, But yeah, it it looks fucking intense because you could see how all the buildings are collapsing because you could just, you know what I mean, Uh, crash a plane into a building and that shit will explode. It's... The game looks like real life, man. I'm so hyped to play this shit. Yeah,
0: that's one thing that uh, I, I think it's still being developed by Dice. One thing that I loved about their first foray into Battlefield when it was the whole destruction element and how everything like you know took took a hit. It wasn't just like perfect buildings, people die. That's it. No, like everything gets destroyed. So I mean, shit. With these consoles that we have now, I can only imagine the amount of destruction, and I wonder how much that's going to affect gameplay.
2: Yeah, I think it it's going to be great. Um, I personally like Battlefield a lot more than Call of Duty. I am a big Call of Duty fan, and I, I've played all the games, but Battlefield is just a better shooter, in my opinion, so they're going to take a shit on uh, Call of Duty in Infinite Warfare. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for Modern Warfare remastered, but that's another day.
0: Yeah, that one looks pretty good now that you've uh, diverted into that. um. I'm very excited to play that game. That's one of the ones that made me fall in love with the whole military FPS style game. Back on was it Xbox 360? So I'm glad to see a remaster of that one, man.
1: But I think that one was because it had such a realistic story. It wasn't like uh, like the other um, modern warfare games. That the other wa- modern warfare games kind of went more um, Arnold Schwarzenegger action style movies like with uh jason borden-esque uh stories yeah they
0: just they got rid of that whole military realism and uh exactly the camaraderie amongst you know fellow soldiers it got a little too hollywood man you know
1: exactly and that's what i was trying to say
0: yeah man uh another game that i know john and myself are pretty hyped for is uh fifa 17 which has a lot of tons of new elements that have not been explored yet within a sports game. I know they've done it in uh, wrestling games and stuff like that, but it's very interesting to see that FIFA 17 now has a story mode and the story mode includes a character by the name of Alex Hunter and you know, they have VO for the character. All the announcers announce his name. So obviously you're not going to be able to use your own name, which is cool because it just adds to the flavor of the realism. I just wonder if you can create the look of the player, but it's, that's, you know, that's meaningless overall, but, you know, what do you think, John?
2: Yeah, um, 2K, all the new 2Ks, uh, or NBA 2K games that have been coming out, they've had career, like, very similar to what you saw in the FIFA trailer. Though. Oh, okay. But, yeah, but the 2K ones, like, it's kind of whack, in my opinion, because, like, and this last one that just came out, it was, like, um, they tried to make it, like, a movie that Spike Lee directed. Like, he was uh, involved in the entire project, and I didn't like that whole element that they added to it, but that's whatever. But I like how, in FIFA, we'll be using a, um, a guy that's already, like, you already have a name and a face for it, Alex Hunter. Whereas, like, in the other game, like, they wanted you to put your name, in 2K, they wanted you to put your name, but... They only called you by the name Freak. That was his nickname. Yeah,
0: that's not. It doesn't feel as realistic. And most players don't get these crazy nicknames when they first start. You know, they just they have to build up that kind of uh that kind of love and fan base to start getting nicknames, especially from the from the announcers. You know, it just doesn't come that
2: easy. Yeah, man, this game looks really good though, and I'm I've I've been a huge FIFA uh, player since FIFA 10. So so yeah, that's when it actually got good yeah this game looks really good and i see that the frostbite is the running the whole engine now i don't know if they were before but um the faces of like james rodriguez and eden hazard and marco royce like they look fucking identical to their real life counterpart or whatever so i'm really hyped for this game man I'm, i love fifa and the few that just came out was whatever to me so i'm excited to see what's coming up yeah a lot of
0: people have been jumping back to uh pro evolution so it's kind of cool you know this these added elements may bring back you know those fans that have been jumping back and it's funny because it's like a seesaw first it was everybody on pro evolution then they jumped to fifa 10 stuck aboard the bandwagon mostly for the licensing but um yeah, you know, and then they started going back to PES for the gameplay because then FIFA started going down the arcade style route again. But let's see how they do it with this new engine, the Frostbite engine, and hopefully they take the game seriously, man. All right, Uh, next up, we're going to go into something that is very interesting. I know they've been doing it with Oculus Rift and other uh, VR headsets, but PlayStation is coming out with their own VR system called the PSVR. Its a uh, price point, I think, is about... 3.99 or something like that. And uh they have some pretty interesting games coming out. They're going to be Okay, let's start off with uh one of the ones I thought was kind of cool was Battlefront X-Wing VR, which um you the know, Star the Star Wars one. Yeah, I was kind of worried about how like these VR games because the ones on the Oculus Rift and the other systems, they look good, but they don't look as good as just the traditional console games. So the PSVR is actually, you know, taking shit seriously, and it looks like, you know, they're actually focusing on making games that are of the same quality as their, you know, straight up console games, but in the VR atmosphere. So I thought this game right there was like utilizing that element extremely well, and of course, who the fuck wouldn't want to fly in a damn X-wing, in VR, you know?
2: Have you been to uh, Dave and Buster's recently?
0: No, I haven't, man. Well, I have, but I was just eating. I wasn't playing games. Why? What's up with the? No, nah,
2: because they have the uh, like a whole ship thing for Battlefront. Not my Battlefront for Star Wars, where you're flying the X-wing, and it's like the entire screen is around you. You're like in this little circle uh, room. Like a pod. Thing. Yeah, a little pod, and there's like the screen is like literally from like your back all the way around. So. You're sitting there flying the X-wing, and you can like look around and see all the other ships and shit. It's fucking dope, dude. That's like that's what rem- reminds me of the VR playing that game, seeing the the, the footage of it.
1: Well, I definitely am going there <laughs> next week because I want to be in the cockpit of the X-wing. Um, and you know what? I'm excited that they got uh, a Battlefront game that's actually going to space, like the old ones. <laughs>
0: It reminds me of the old games that I think they had for like the Jaguar, or the 3DO, where it was just like it was X Wing, but had a lot of video. I think with Mark Hamill in it, but it was. Uh, Man, taking it back. Yeah, I'm taking it back, bro. I'm fucking old as shit. I've been around since Pong, and no, I'm kidding. I'm not that old, <laughs> but. Yeah, man, it's a good spin on the on the Star Wars series, not ground-only, like we've been accustomed to for so many years. Um, another game that's dope as fuck for the PSVR is Farpoint. I mean, we haven't really seen much, but I don't know. I just like the whole space element.
1: It looks like Starship Troopers. Uh, that gets me really excited. I mean, that was one of my favorite movies of, uh, like, 90s to 1000s.
0: Yeah, that was a good movie, man. And definitely, uh, there was an, uh, I mean, that's another game that when you look at it, you're just, I was worried that, oh, this game is going to have the shitty graphics. They're going to, you know, not give it their all and just do some like bare bones kind of game. But, you know... As the trailer progressed and I saw more of the environments, I was like, okay, man, this game's got some pretty damn, it's got some hope, man, that it's going to be something fun. I, I mean, I really can't say much. I haven't seen much of the game itself and its gameplay, but from what I've seen, I'm pretty, you know, I, I'm pretty impressed with what I've seen so far.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, one that I'm looking forward to playing.
0: Now, another one that people have talked about puking or getting nauseated from is the the game that I'm pretty much most excited for, for the PSVR, which is Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Now... Fuck that. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> this game is, you know, VR or not, it's going back to the roots of the first game. It's dark. It's extremely atmospheric. Definitely focused more on suspense. And it's less action-based, which the other game suffered from that a lot. Um... The game's producer, Mashika Kawada, uh, he said that the game itself has been influenced by 70s, 80s American horror, and for those worried if this game is a continuation or a reboot, he actually said it's not a reboot, that it's part of the overall canon of Resident Evil, just with new characters, not the same ones used over and over again, like Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine, you know, we got a new set of characters, and they feel more human something we can relate to and they're not military motherfuckers like the other ones so uh i don't know that's a game that i feel like in vr is really just gonna be something you know next level it's gonna be I mean, shit i'm want to puke too man you know what i mean like
1: <laughs> yeah i'll probably be puking for different reasons i remember uh when, the first time you showed me resident evil one and i had nightmares <laughs> That's what following. a good uncle does uh, only because of the dogs. I, I that's all I saw. I, I don't understand it, but um, and that's
0: why you have a Dachshund now because you're traumatized for life. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can't have those like Dobermans or whatever that they had. Um, but uh, yeah, the the environment looks amazing. Yeah, but it a, does. Another game that uh that uh, is coming out for the PSVR is Batman Arkham VR, and that one just. Has me so excited. I mean, it's rocks, uh, rock steady, and WB games. Yeah, um, you know, one of the articles I was reading, the uh, it's on uh, ComicBook.com. Lucas Siegel writes, "I genuinely don't remember the last time I felt such sheer utter joy after playing a game." I mean, just opening your uh, review with that sentence. It just sounds amazing. And I am unbe- unbelievably excited to see uh, where um, this story is going to go. And, uh, you know, there's we're going to be actually in the uh, the cowl for once in Bruce Wayne's cowl and like we will actually be Bruce Wayne.
0: But Bruce Wayne doesn't wear a cowl. He wears a suit. but i'm just being a smart ass um i don't know man i haven't really seen much i just saw that like teaser trailer with hype so i I can't really nothing nothing was
1: shown i think it was only uh to uh select few at at e3 uh to review it but um they've uh described it there's spoilers on the uh, internet right now but i'm trying to avoid
0: those
2: (laughs) yeah man this game is gonna be fucking awesome um
0: anything Batman's awesome.
2: Yeah, dude. Exactly. Just being able to be Batman, thats it doesn't get any better than that.
0: That is a fact. Um, why don't we move into and finalize with our top three games that we've enjoyed from E3. Um, Eric, you go first.
1: All right. For one, I've got to say PlayStation VR as a whole. Um, like, we, we already talked about the Star Wars. Uh, we didn't mention Star Trek, but that's also another one. I'm,
0: that one I'd like.
1: I'm not a Trekkie, but I will give it a chance. I heard uh, good things about it. Um, you know, Arkham VR, all, all of these uh, that we've spoken about. And then um, I'd probably say God of War. And after God of War, it's going to be Legend of Zelda. I mean, it's the best game there yeah my my
2: top three is probably gonna have to be it was a tough one to make um in no order by the way battlefield one fifa 17 and spider-man the ps4 exclusive i wanted to add the legend of zelda into there but i'm more excited for these three i mean zelda is literally right behind probably battlefield i want to say so yeah i'm excited to see the uh these new games coming out like spider-man man man, that's i'm i'm just this is a game that i'm really fucking hoping that it's going to be really good because we haven't like i said we haven't had a good spider-man game in forever so i'm hoping man i'm hoping
0: my top three detroit become human uh obviously for the whole heavy rain-esque story arc and just the dark things that it touches upon and pretty much critiques the future of society um and just the whole humanity aspect of seeing an ai trying to become human is pretty interesting zelda like both you guys mentioned which is just fucking badass and god of war man i'm always you know clamoring for more god of war and it's always going to be brutal action and you know you can't get enough of that when it's done right i was going to say tastefully but let's be honest that game is far from tasteful
1: yeah i mean i definitely actually have to add into my list is uh uh the one you said um detroit become human (laughs) so i guess i have like 20 in my top three yeah well then i have four because i'm gonna just throw zelda in there since
2: <laughs> i was trying to make it seem like it wasn't in my list but now it's in my list because of you fuckers.
0: well you know how we do man we're a bad influence here all right guys that's the the wrap-up for our e3 based podcast obviously we're not that die hard on the video game coverage but fuck it we might as well just do it right like we said we were gonna do for this very uh important event that happens once a year And uh, next week, we'll be back talking about comics and pop culture and other nerd things. Obviously, it won't be so video game centric, but obviously we will touch upon those things. If something cool comes up that we're all playing Uh, for Eric Kegley, John Kegley, Carlos Pineda, who's not here with us right now. I'm Roly Gutierrez. This has been the Chili Con Queso podcast, and we'll see y'all next week.